This NBA Western Conference win totals edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. For boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best NBA better in the US? Odds Crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. There's $3,000 up for grabs in their season-long contest and $200 every week in their weekly contest. Just head over to oddscrowd.com to sign up now. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. I pity the fool that don't listen to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. I, I like your commitment to the the sound soundboard. soundboard. It's supposed to get here today, so I know <laughs> I know people want an update on the soundboard. It's supposed to be delivered today, um, but uh, we got to we got to talk NBA. It's starting. We're talking NBA Western Conference win totals, then NBA Eastern uh, Conference win totals. So it sounds like quick injury update. The soundboard and the uh, SGPN mega computer may yes. both be operational for the Sunday night. Recap. Needed a, needed an extra day to recover. Should be should be back in studio today, and uh, we're going to be knocking it out there. Man, NBA is right around the corner. We are we're going to be joined in just a second by some of the guys from the NBA Gambling Podcast. You're home. For a uh, oh my god, a ton of NBA content going down this year, and of course the NBA uh, gambling podcast, the sports gambling podcast, all presented by WinBet. Make sure you head over there today to get your one thousand dollars risk free bet. Just download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. And uh, the Win, they have some really fun uh, prop bets going. They have this. NBA's 75th season uh, legends versus star prop bets. So what it is is, uh, you know, like historical players, their points and different props and and stuff versus guys uh, happening this year. So for instance, Charles Barkley, his third year points per game and rebounds per game, which was 37.6 versus. Zion Williamson's third year points per game and rebounds per game. Barkley is minus one forty-five. 
Williamson is plus one twenty five. Our buddy Moonoff worked up uh, a bunch of his picks for these. On that one in particular, I like Barkley minus one forty five. I think Zion's still a little. Uh, I mean, he's coming back from a fractured foot. I think minus one forty five is a, is a gift of a price. I mean, how but often is, do we get to bet on Charles Barkley? It is Barkley? per game, so maybe they, le- yeah, maybe they uh, let him. Uh, you know, shout out to the wind for thinking outside the. Well, box. and also, like you just nailed it, we have an opportunity to bet on Charles Barkley. How cool is that? I love the idea of going back in time and betting on these legends against the. Uh, is it illegal for Charles Barkley to bet on himself? Oh wow, that is next level. Let's get mad. Well, he can't. He can't. He can't throw the game, which is a true uh, DJ only. I think he might. He might. (laughs) He's got to get some of the. (laughs) Though he's probably got a marker over at the win uh, right now for like 500k for a blackjack run. As he said, as long as he's not the worst gambler in the group. Exactly. I think he's calling out Jordan there. (laughs) Little shot at the great one. All right, Kramer. Let's get into it. Enough messing around. Of course, make sure you go to winbet.com. Joining us from the NBA Gambling Podcast, a bunch of other podcasts, the MLB Podcast, the Prop Cast. I mean, this guy just does it all. I think he's going to crank out like eight podcasts today. Give it up for Moonoff Manji, aka the Machine. What's up, Moonoff? How's it going, guys? I'm Sean. I'm a little disappointed. I don't see the Ben Ben Simmons jersey on for these uh, (laughs) NBA previews. What's going on? Well, I do have my Embiid jersey, which I will be putting on for the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm rocking my. Sixers shirt for the Western Conference Finals. Embiid jersey coming out for the uh, for the East. Oh my God, Ben Simmons! It, it's really, I, I mean, the memes going around uh, Ben Simmons, and now they're they're crowbarring like Nick Sirianni's refusal to run the ball with uh, Ben Simmons' refusal to dunk. Oh no! It is just it is a meme paradise in the Philadelphia sports scene. Only thing uh, we have Thank going God for us for right gritty. now. <laughs> Thank the, God for. Gritty. I mean, hold on. I have to pull up this quote. I know this is the Western Conference, um, but I have to pull up <laughs> this quote from Danny Green. This is the most millennial thing I've ever seen. A quote from Danny Green on Ben Simmons: "Quote, we're not asking him to shoot jump shots. Just come in, be a pro, <laughs> and do your job. If he apologizes, cool." Danny Green on what he expects of Ben Simmons. Imagine that. You're like a top pick, and they're like, okay, we don't expect you to shoot the ball. What low expectations do we have as a city, as a franchise, in the national basketballs? It's oh, oh God, God forbid you ask the fucking point guard to take a jump shot. Like, what world do we live in? When the bar is that low, everyone trips on it. You yes, know what I mean? Exactly. All right. Joining us as well. He does a bunch of stuff behind the scenes. Also on the NBA gambling podcast, Scott Reichel. Scott, what's happening, man? Nothing much. Thanks for having me on. I was actually kind of funny looking through some of these NBA stuff. I found a prop that you might like or might hate. It was Ben Simmons to make or miss the first free throw he takes of the season. <laughs> oh, miss! There's no oh, way he's making I mean, that. Make mi- was make was minus one forty five. Oh, wow. miss is the fa- uh, I can get wait. you can get you can get plus odds on missing his first hmm. free throw. Nope. I believe it was around plus one of five. Do we plus need to even? But I, can uh, check I mean, that. in the playoffs, he was like thirty five percent. Do what? we even need to do the rest of the episode? Yeah, that's Just- my that's my mega whale lock. Whatever the max limit is on that prop bet. Uh, that Scott gave out. Get in over there. All right. Western Conference win totals. We're going to start with the crappy teams, end up with the good teams to ensure you guys uh, stay tuned for the entire podcast. <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder, 23 and a half. I'm not going to bother reading their playoff odds or their uh, championship odds. We'll let you start Moon off. 23 and a half. Again, 
when they set these win totals, they owe it like 23 and a half, 22 and a half. It's usually the lowest they set it. And there's always going to be one or two teams that go below it. Uh, are the thunder below <laughs> it this year? I mean, they don't have any real incentive to tank because they have so many picks. Like I, I feel like they're going to be pretty good pick wise, even if they got over this, but uh, where are you at with the thunder? Yeah, I think even with the Thunder, I think the biggest question is when are they going to cash in on all these draft picks that they have, right? And I think that if they do tank, that that only you know helps their or the picks that they own. That's only going to help their draft positioning. But I mean, they do have some players on this team, right? They just signed uh, uh, Shea Gilkis Alexander to the max contract, picked up Josh Giddy in the uh, in the draft this past summer. So I'm still going to go with the under 23 and a half for the Thunder. Um, I'm not sold on this coach. I'm not sold on this roster yet. Uh, eventually they're going to have to cash in on these picks. And I think that they're probably going to want to tank Scott thunder 23 and a half. Is it too high? Even at 23 and a half. Well, I mean, you got Pokashevsky, you got Lou Dort. What's not to like with this team? No, I like the under, I mean, you're just looking at the overall roster. This team was really a tale of two halves last year. When you're telling a healthy Al Horford, you're playing too well for the actual goal for the team. And you win, I don't know, it felt like one game after the all-star break. I feel like this team doesn't really have much of a ceiling here. You mentioned Giddy being drafted. Let's be real. He's a work in progress. He's probably not going to play that much this season. Gildas Alexander, I like a lot. I don't know if he can stay healthy, which is definitely a concern with the durability issues. But you're looking at this overall team, and somebody's got to be in the basement of the Western Conference. Oklahoma City looks like they're going to be primed to do that. Now, you talked about the actual draft picks. The longer that Presti waits to cash in on the on the actual uh, draft picks, the uh, the more he turns into Danny Ainge because he's really just waiting as much as possible <laughs> to actually cash these in. I'm kind of waiting for him to actually do it. But as of right now, this team's really just not very good. They have a lot of young guys that's going to really try to figure themselves out. But it's, of course, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. This team might not even reach 20. I like the under here. Kramer. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I smart people who write about the NBA seem to think that there are G League teams with more experience than this team. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure slightly in jest, but yeah, I don't think you have to be the NBA is the, you know baseball a little bit, but the NBA is one of those sports where teams like like they're saying like part of the goal is to not be super good, and if that's that's the case, like look at what team has has done well with picks quickly. Not because culture of losing is a fucking virus, yeah, and it's uh, you know trust the process in OKC, I guess. But big basketball town, though. Uh, I'm uh, I'm all in on the under at 23 and a half. I I, I just don't see them. Uh, they're they're pretty bereft of talent. Ooh. This actually this actually got moved up from 22 and a half. So maybe there's some sharps out there who really like what they see from this Thunder team, but they don't system seem, play system. They play. don't seem motivated at all to win. Houston Rockets are 26 and a half. Moon off. What do you think of the Rockets uh, this year? Championship team, come on, guys! No, uh, <laughs> no. Look, I'm really excited about the future uh, for the Rockets. Uh, obviously, getting Jalen Green in the draft, uh, Josh Christopher, uh, uh, Alpern and Shangun they picked up, uh, Garabo they picked up. So you know the future is bright, but right now for this team, it's going to be a work in progress, especially on the defensive end. I don't think they're going to be a very great defensive team. I think this is a team that if you're looking at playing uh, game by game, their totals might be flying over because there's a lot of potential on the offensive side, um, but defensively, they're going to be bad. So I'm leaning to the under also for the Rockets here. No incentive to be competitive this year. Maybe get another dra high draft pick, pick up another good player in the draft. Um, but again, I don't see this team being competitive for another, maybe another two to three or four years. 
What a sport. <laughs> Scott Rockets, any chance they uh, get 27 wins this year? Well, the chance would be if Kevin Porter has about 20, 50 point games, but no, I don't see that happening. This team, Munaf was being pretty, I'd say, polite with it. And they might be <laughs> the worst defensive team in the league. Like, yeah. they really are awful defensively. I know Wood is really good. I question the durability. John Wall is not going to play for this team this year. At least that's what the reports say. So I don't exactly expect him to show his face that much besides maybe in a suit on the sidelines. But this team is just going to go up tempo. They got a lot of young guys. I'm sure Jalen Green's going to take maybe 20-something shots per game, which might be fun for rookie of the year. We can get into that later. But as a whole, this team's not very good. They're going to try to outscore people. But it's a young team once again. You throw in a couple of guys who you picked up, like a Daniel Tice. Sure, congrats on signing him, but I don't think the team's very good. I'll take the under. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it and it does seem like John Wall probably gets traded. Um, if I guess if he was forced to play, maybe you consider the over there at 26 and a half. But uh, yeah, it is just a bottom of the barrel for the Rockets. Kramer, is it a clean sweep on the under here as well? Uh, you know, uh, yeah. I I don't think that. I mean, again, I think the NBA is one of the. It, I'm sure Munaf has looked at the numbers, but I, I would imagine you did pretty well to, to take some of the bottom dwellers under last year. So yeah, I'm going to keep going with it, especially when they're already messing. Like imagine being a fan of the team and they're like, yeah, three years from now, that shit's going to be dope. <laughs> That's like when you talk to these fantasy players that play all these dynasty teams, yeah, and they're, 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 they're making trades with guys like Quinn Ewers who just showed up to Ohio state's campus. And it's like, <laughs> dude, in five years, you're going to have a different hobby. Like, yeah. come on. Like how was it for Philly? You hated it. You no, it was it was horrible. It's yeah, unwatchable anyway, and it breeds a culture of losers and uh you know, they feel okay losing and not taking shots a la Ben Simmons. It's the whole youth of America, bro. San Antonio Spurs are at 28 and a half. Um Scott, where are you at with the Spurs this year? I'm looking at the under, but the truth is it's a really low number for a Popovich team, which is why yeah. people are attracted to the over. But I'm going to make a bit of a comparison here. I feel like Popovich is going through the same thing that Belichick's going through right now which is you lose a superstar generational player in Kawhi Leonard compared to Brady for this example. And people expect the coaching to be good enough to carry a, an underwhelming roster to a good record. How's that been working out? Not too well for the last <laughs> couple of years. So for me, I'm looking at San Antonio, another young team. They just lost a bunch of guys during the off season. They lost to Rosen. They lost Patty Mills. They lost Rudy Gay. They picked up Dougie McBuckets. They picked up Thaddeus Young and Zach Collins. I don't really know what the moves were there. They also kind of reached a little bit in the first round, uh, taking a guard, which probably shouldn't have gone that early. So I do kind of question what the moves were in the offseason. I get Popovich is an all-time great coach. I don't think the roster is very good, and they lost a lot of key pieces. I like the under. Yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna be that uh, square sucker who just falls for Popovich and takes the over. And TMZ NBA fan yeah, over here. You know, cruising by and <laughs> just uh TMZ NBA fan, not a <laughs> you know, don't have the insight that Scott Scott made a bunch of good points, but I'm still going over twenty eight and a half. Pop will get him to twenty nine wins and I don't know, maybe dark horse uh trade destination for Kyrie Irving, uh because he'd be allowed to play the games in Texas. And if anyone can uh, maybe get in the head of Kyrie Irving and straighten it out, maybe it is pop. So I think they actually kind of have a, they they could be like a dark horse candidate for 
some of these uh, potential unhappy uh, trade pieces. So I, I'm going over 28 and a half. San Antonio is a big time destination for these millennials. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess that certainly hurts them, but no, no state taxes, you, you know, you can do whatever you want with the vaccine. I just remember seeing guy Fieri eat this uh, burger with like six kinds of chilies on it. And always made me want to go to San Antonio. Yeah. You take the, they went over last year. I'll take a, I'll, as one of our friends used to say, Sean, a streak only ends once. Give me the over. <laughs> what about you, Moonoff? What do you got on the uh, Spurs? Yeah, I'm leaning toward the under here. Also, uh, with Scott, um, this is a very, very, very young roster. I mean, you take a look at their some of their pieces of the future. They're 21, 22, 18, 19 years old, and I, I think I completely agree with what Scott said about Pop. Maybe, maybe time for him to move on or go to another organization. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't think that that mesh is happening between this young players and, and a veteran coach. So um, I think the best thing for the Spurs would be either finding a big time superstar to come there or tanking and, and getting a high draft pick and starting from scratch all over again. All right to Ryan, the sharps, AKA uh, moon and Scott, they're on the under. This uh, is a pros versus Joe's situation <laughs> here. We're the, we're the Joe's Minnesota T wolves sitting at 35 and a half. Plus six hundred to make the playoffs. I'll throw that out there in case you think the T Wolves can make a run. Scott, I'll let you start on this one. What do you What do you think about the Minnesota Timberwolves thirty five and a half win total? So for me, this might be a bit of a surprise because I've been on the unders entirely so far. I'm leaning to the over on this one. I thought Minnesota looked a lot better once they switched coaches. Of course, Flip Saunders' son was coaching to start the year, and they were awful. It might be harsh. I used to call him flop Saunders because I thought he was a terrible head coach, but anyway, <laughs> uh, they brought in the guy from uh, Toronto. I thought that he did a very good job so far. Edwards looked very promising in the second half. He did take a ton of shots and I do have to wonder if towns is going to stay healthy, but I actually kind of like the direction this team is heading in. Now, do I think they're going to make the playoffs? No. Are they going to finish above 500? Probably not. So I'm kind of threading the needle. I think they can get the 37 wins. I like the over. Yeah. What, what about you, uh, Moonoff? T Wolves? What are we looking at? Yeah, I think this was the one team that's kind of in this bottom feeders that I also agree with Scott on is that they have players on this team, right? I mean, you take a look at obviously Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Anthony Edwards looked really good last year. Uh, I believe D'Angelo Russell is still on this roster. Um, and also some of the role players on this team are, I, I really like. Um, it seems like this is a coach that this team wants to play with. Um, you know, you added Patrick Beverly probably can help them on the defensive end or at least increasing the intensity on the defensive end where they kind of struggled last year. Um, and I think this is a big year for the T wolves to show improvement, because if not, we might see a situation where Carl Anthony towns may request a trade to go to another organization where, where he wants to compete and be on a contender. So uh, I'll lean on the over uh, 35 and a half year. Kramer, Patrick Beverly. Bringing my coaching prowess up, Patrick Beverly is the kind of guy you want on a team to show a bunch of grown ass men who maybe haven't reached that pinnacle how to fucking bust their ass. And I don't know how many wins he's worth. Maybe this is an off the spreadsheet situation, but I love. I, I'm always on the Minnesota over. Full disclosure, I always find myself taking the Timberwolves because they always have this appealing story and they oftentimes disappoint me. But I love Patrick Beverly being there. I think he makes uh, makes everyone better just because. God, I mean, is that not the guy that you want on your team? He makes them better. I think he ele elevates them and they don't, they don't find a way to fuck it up. Towns towns plays motivated because he's got this pit bull, this little chihuahua pit bull mix. Yeah. No, Beverly is, a, is one of those like scrappy vets that 
just won't let guys suck, especially if it's like middle of the week, back to back. I mean, imagine practicing with that guy. It's yeah. got to be awful. You got to bring your annoying. shit. Like <laughs> you just. But I think a, a, as a guy who may need a little kick in the ass, could go the other uh, way though too. I guess. Yeah, but anyway, I, I, I think over. I think the angle of them kind of needing to show something or it's going to be a complete explosion uh, is definitely, definitely makes sense. I'm with you guys on the over. What about the Sacramento Kings? 36 and a half wins moon off. How say you on the Kings? Yeah. I don't understand this number. As long as Luke Walton's still the head coach of this team. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I think Scott and I discussed this when we, when we did the Western conference preview on the NBA gambling podcast is we still can't believe that this guy is still the head coach of this team. I mean, they have a lot of talent. With you know, with Halliburton and Deer and Fox, and they drafted Davion Mitchell, but essentially you still have a guy on this roster and Martin Bagley that doesn't want to be there. I mean, they came out and said, or he came out and said, "Get me out of here," but he's still on this roster. So uh, for me, I think that this team is not going to be good again. Um, it's a matter of time till Luke Walton is fired. I think that if your book, if you have a book that offers first coach to be fired, mm. I think you may want to get mm. down on Luke Walton. Yeah, solid logic there. I'm sold. Give me the under as well. 36 and a half. Scott, it seems like you're also uh gonna gonna be on the under here with the Luke Walton led Sacramento Kings. Well, I was, but then the Kings beat the Lakers in preseason yesterday. So I gotta reevaluate <laughs> my stance. No, I like the under. I feel like Munaf hit it on the head. It, re- it really just revolves around Luke Walton. I'm not sure which executive he has photos of in the front office, but somehow he still has a job. So I'm assuming that he might have a couple of on a choice photographs that have allowed him to increase his job security, but he's just not a very good coach. You can go through everything about Sacramento. They usually have about a good month and that's kind of the ceiling. They are wasting De'Aaron Fox's career. Heald was supposed to be traded. I don't know for about the past three years and he's still there for some reason. They have a lot of guys who I think are okay on their own, but it really just seems like Luke Walton has not really found a system or a way to maximize their potential through any type of like consistent rotations. I like the under. I agree with Munaf that I think Walton gets fired midway through the season. Having said that, I thought that for the last two years, and he's still there. So I don't really know. Yeah, makes yeah. no sense. This is a situation where you have talent, you just don't have a coach that can put it together. I mean, we just saw this down at USC, right? Five stars all over the place. You can't put it together. Uh, yeah, fade. I'm fine with you guys on this fade Luke Walton stance. I think the problem is is that Luke's dad is cool as shit, and whoever <laughs> and the owner just likes getting high with fucking Bill Walton. Yeah, Bill, maybe Bill, a, tell me about the time you rode your maybe, bike down from Angeles National Forest again. Maybe he's just a massive uh, Grateful Dead fan, and that's that's <laughs> that's what's driving it. All right, uh, quick shout out for PropSwap.com, where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets over at PropSwap.com. I mean, crazy uh, Dodgers game last night. You had the Dod- you know, Dodgers to uh, win the NL. That's an interesting uh, ticket to buy and or sell. This is when we remind you when you're placing your win total yeah. uh, tickets, your futures go for two. Yes. Get one for you for the sweat. And then of course, one to either buy or sorry, one to sell on prop swap. And again, that's, what's great about prop swap. You don't need to win. You just need your uh, bet to increase in value and your goods. So propsoft.com promo code SGP and they double your cash on your first deposit there. New way to piss off ticket riders. Be yes. Like, I'll take a 10 <laughs> shares of uh Bucks minus should three. Do that for yeah. the first half unders, Ryan. Oh, I would just, really drive them crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do a six hundred a bet, but break that into three two hundred dollar tickets, please. <laughs> I plan on selling these on the secondary market. Or also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Head over to Prediction Strike dot com. Use our promo code SGP and get a free athlete share 
with your first deposit of $20 or more. It's a lot of fun. You can buy and sell players just like the stock market. Uh, perfect time. You know, I bought Kenny Gainwell, not a great, not a great buy by me. Uh, I also bought Dawson Knox. I got my free share with Taysom Hill, so we'll see how that works out. But uh, it's a I lot love of that fun. Taysom over- Hill was your free share. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it's a lot of fun over predictionstrike.com and use that promo code SGP to get that free athlete share on a deposit of twenty dollars or more. The Pelicans, the Pelicans, thirty nine and a half. Zion, of course, dealing with the fractured foot, coming off of that. Moon off. Where are you at with the uh, Pelicans? Yeah, I'm all over the under. Here for the, the Pelicans. I mean, like you just said, uh, Sean, that Zion's coming off of the foot injury. He had surgery on it. He's going to miss the first couple of weeks. And I think the more alarming thing here is that there's not a real timetable for his return. Yeah. Uh, for this team. And also, you know, they made a questionable move at the beginning of the offseason when they traded for uh, Devontae Graham. They also parted with a first round draft pick there. They acquired Valanciunas. Yeah, it'll help. But I just don't think that. Possibly it's going to come to a time where if this team is not competitive, come the trade deadline, there may be a team that comes knocking on the door for Brandon Ingram that it can use the services as a scorer or be a potential second or third guy on their team. So um, not good times in New Orleans right now, especially now with the news of Zion. A uh, new head coach also comes in, so it may take a time for them to integrate a new system. Third head coach for Zion in his career. This is third year, third uh, head coach now. So give me the under 39 and a half for the Pelicans. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just they're they're not afraid to slow play Zion and they're not going to rush him back. And with the new coach, that's just going to be a disaster. Under 39 and a half seems really easy. Kramer, are you with us? I mean, back in my day, superstars played basketball. (laughs) I don't know. All right, Colby. Are you on? So you're on the under. I'm never going to take. I've been out on Zion the whole time. Like he's fun, but what, like show me when he's, he's uh, yeah, he, he's not LeBron. He's not one of these generational no. guys. He, he has a very unique skill set, and then he's a big dude who can jump high. Yeah. But Dwight Howard was a big dude who could jump high too. And Dwight Howard at least what did something in the league. What about you, Scott? Any, any case uh, you can make for the over on the Pelicans? I got the opposite. This is just my absolute lock. I, I love the under in this spot. There's really no way not to. I loved the under before Zion was ruled out for the start of the season. And now he's going to be missing a couple of weeks and I've seen new Orleans coddle him before. Yeah. So even if he comes yeah. back, he might not play f- more than half the season, even when he comes back, because I don't expect him to play back to backs. I think he might get some days off in between, but new Orleans, I don't know if Brent Ingram's even going to be there to the end of the year because he's been linked to trades for the last couple of years. And if new Orleans ends up being in the basement, they might blow the thing up and trade Ingram midway through. So I do think they might end up trying to tank at some point during the season, but with Zion missing the start of the season, that's the cherry on top of the Sunday for me. I love the under that's one of my locks of the Western conference the, the, it, it, and the worst the analytics probably are telling the medical team, like this guy's just too big to be playing basketball. <laughs> like that's the problem He's off like, the chart. Yeah. I mean, you're, when you're that big jumping that high, it, it's just uh a recipe for it's disaster. Physics. It's literally physics. Grizzlies, their win total is 41 and a half. Moon off, kick it off. Over under on the Grizz. Yeah, I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go with the over here on the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I really like their team, man. They're they're a gritty bunch. They have a lot of depth on this team, a lot of young guys. I think John Moran takes another step forward for this team. I know Dylan Brooks is gonna be out for the first couple of weeks here, but I think they have more than enough to compensate for that for his absence in that two to three weeks. Um, not going to go through all the names. You can check the roster yourself, but I also like this head coach Taylor Jenkins for the Memphis Grizzlies. 
I expect them to be a probably a six or seven seed. Um, I just think that this is this is a a team that's going to probably take another step forward. Give me the over forty one and a half here. Yeah, and real quick, the make the playoffs in them is plus one ten. Which yeah. if you play you know, some game theory here, basically it sounds like we were all in agreement that like none of the teams we've spoken about really have a chance at the playoffs because we all hate New Orleans. Which yeah. means we can take Memphis versus the field of the top eight teams. Assuming one of those teams drops, it's plus one ten. Which I think you would take. You would take a bet right now that one out of eight teams uh, in the top eight of the the West drop for some maybe injury reason or something like that. So uh, obviously, I like the over as well, and yep. I would I would play them to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, uh, again, not not a TMZ NBA fan here, but. If you're telling me that the Pelicans and the Grizzly are kind of fighting that spot, one seems like an obvious under, which means the other, just based on that, should be an over. Yeah, no, and 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 their odds to make the playoffs at plus one ten. You could, I mean, you could talk yourself into playing that instead of just the over because, uh, you know, it, there's a chance some of these bottom seed playoff teams are below five hundred. And you say it like if you said it like this, like if I gave you a plus one ten bet that this the Blazers, Clippers, Nuggets, Warriors, Mavericks, Suns, Lakers, and Jazz, one of them misses the playoffs, you would take it. Yeah, exactly. Scott, again, clean sweep on the over. Or are you under on the Grizz? Yeah, it's a clean sweep. I'm looking at this team, and they won 38 games last year, which is on pace for about 43 wins in an 82 game season. But people also forget that Morant missed nine games. Jaron Jackson missed 61 games yeah. and they still were on pace for 43 wins. The Brooks injury is a little bit annoying because I do think he's one of their best defenders, but I do like the Grizzlies. I think Morant based on what we saw against uh golden state in one of the playing games we saw in the playoffs, he could have a huge year, which wouldn't really surprise anybody. But if Jackson can stay healthy, I do like their front court depth. I like the over. He might be my, my, my most fun young player to watch too. So I, no problem rooting for the Grizzlies this year. Blazers, their win totals at 44 and a half, minus 250 to make the playoffs, plus 200 not to make it. Moonoff, are you uh are you all in on the Blazers? I am. I think this is a big year for the Portland Trail Blazers, right? We saw it at the end of the year last season when they made their playoff exit that we weren't sure if Damian Lillard wanted to stay on this team. There was rumors that he wanted to maybe get a trade, but he quickly cut shut those down. But I like the offseason moves that they made. Um, you know, they added Larry Nance Jr. They re-signed Norman Powell to a big contract. So um, anytime you have Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum on your team, new head coach, it is a little concerning, but I think that for sure they consulted with uh, Damian Lillard before they made that hire. Big year for the for the Blazers here. I think this is a, a year where if they're not successful, we might see Damian Lillard in a different uh, uniform next year. But I like this team. I'm going to take the over 44 and a half here on the, uh, on the Blazers. I'm going to go. Uh, I mean, you make a good case, but I'm going to go under 44 and a half. I just think something happens to rock this boat of this Blazers team. I mean, yes, they finished, uh, you know, strong regular season last year, had some momentum in the playoffs before they kind of hit that wall. But I, I think if I, I don't think Dame gets moved, but I could see CJ McCollum. Uh, getting moved before the deadline, and I Lehigh could see insider them, Sean Green. Yeah, I, I could see them <laughs> kind of blowing this up early, especially if it doesn't uh, work mm. out with the coach. I know Dame's kind of dialed in, but I, I'm going to go under because I think there's, I don't know, they were they were kind of playing with fire early last season, the beginning of the season. So I, I think there's a recipe where they uh, are have a bit of a disaster season. So I'm going under 44 and a half. Kramer, I got. I'm going to let Scott go first. Scott, I make what do you got? Decision. 
So I got good news. I got some parody with Munaf because I like the under. Uh, just okay. looking at the offseason moves, Munaf said he liked the moves. I really didn't. Maybe it's just me. I don't really like backing first-year coaches, especially with ones with no experience. And I think Chauncey Billups is a phenomenal basketball mind. We know that. I've yet to actually see him in a full huddle as the head coach, so I'm going to wait and see on how he does there. But the main acquisition was arguably Larry Nance. Just to go through his overall career, he's never played more than 67 games in a season. He's going to get injured at some point. It's just the way it is. So I'm looking at everything else that the Trailblazers have done. I like Powell a lot. McCollum's also been injured for the last couple of years, and the backcourt can score a lot. They don't play much defense. So I do think this is going to be close. I think they'll be hovering around this number slight under. I do think injuries will play a factor. Uh, I think I just don't know when it's turned out to be a good decision to hire the guy that the player the, hire the, the guy that the player that wants to leave town wants as the coach Yeah, and you hire him to, to appease the player. And maybe you didn't do a great background check and you happen to be in this fan base that kind of is strange. And if things start slow, like Sean's saying, could there be this weird pressure? Because I think what we've learned is yeah. Point guards are great minds when they're playing, but like you think Jason Kidd's a great coach. Like I as Steve Nash showed you anything to be a great coach. <laughs> I, I get it. You keep things happy, but sometimes what a team needs isn't to be happy. Mm. It's to get better. And so I'm with you. I'll take the under again. I mean, I'm the coach, the, the, the coach those, analyst on the show. So those Jason Kidd photos are hilarious. He <laughs> looks you like mean Vin Diesel. He does look like Vin Diesel, he, or like a bad guy that Vin would have to face off in a Fast and Furious. Uh, like, that like, looks too much like Vin. Like Vin Diesel's playing with Snapchat filters with his kid and turns into <laughs> Jason Kidd. Clippers, their win total 45 and a half, minus 285 to make the playoffs, plus 225 to miss. I don't see them missing the playoffs. That seems a little crazy, but 45 and a half, the, you know, how much is Kawhi going to play in the regular season moon off? Where are you at with the Clippers? Yeah, this is a tough one. It's kind of tricky. I, I don't think that Kawhi is going to play for at least 90, 85 to 90% of the season, probably the entire year, just because it's Kawhi Leonard needs to be managed like a little bitch. Um, <laughs> oh, Muna. that is that is the the vitriol we rarely hear from Munaf. There is there's some hate dating back to his Spurs days there. Um, but it's I think there's going to come to a point where Paul George is a guy that also gets injured uh, for the Clippers, and after that, there's not much there. I mean, can you really rely on Reggie Jackson to be your third guy? I mean, yeah, he had a great postseason for the for the Clippers, um, but after that, I mean, there's not much there for me. I think this is the one team that's probably going to little probably suffer without their second best player, if not their best player, actually uh, give me the under on this uh, Clippers team. Yeah. I'm on the under too. I mean, maybe they do something in the playoffs, but I mean, they don't have much of a home court. Um, they have Aww. two guys with injury issues who need to be managed. Like Munaf said uh, under 45 and a half feels pretty solid. Scott, are you under or over on the clips? I'm under Munaf. I can't believe you're disrespecting Mr. Field of Dreams himself, Terrence Mann, is potentially the <laughs> third best player on the team. But I'm looking at the under. I don't think Kawhi's going to play. I don't think that's really yeah. a hot take. I think if he does, he's going to be on a series minute restriction. So I don't think that's really going to play much of a factor. I think Paul George is going to get hurt again. I mean, yeah. you look at his yeah. last two seasons, he's played less than 55 games each of the last two years. And even when he plays, he always has some type of shoulder issue, elbow issue, leg issue that he might play through but he usually has a slump for about a month or so in every single given season. But Reggie Jackson went to another level in the playoffs. You look at the regular season numbers. 
they weren't great. So I'm not sure if that was a flash in the pan or if that's something he can continue all season long. I'll take my chances. But when you're missing your best player and most likely your second best player for, I'd say, at least 10 to 15 games or so, I can't take the over. So I'm going with the under. Kramer. I mean, they obviously would have to underperform what they did last year by a lot. But to back up what these guys are saying, the Clippers have five sets of five games in seven nights during the season. Yeah. That seems like guaranteed what? Even if they're healthy, Kawhi's missing like two out of five of those games each time. Yeah. I mean, what I also wonder is like organizationally, like they're up to stuff, right? They're moving and shaking. They're, they're, they're moving. They're, they're moving out of the Staples Center because this is, they're taking LA their way. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You go to enough Clippers games, you see it. it it's, it's sad. And, um, <laughs> but also like this team's going to make, they're going to make the playoffs and they don't need to win the game. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn because this number is so low, but I, I guess I'll agree with the experts uh, and take the under. I'm, I'm assuming you're including me in the experts there, Ryan, the Denver nuggets, 47 and a half minus six fifty to make the playoffs plus four fifty to make or sorry, sorry to miss it. Uh, yeah. I mean, this nuggets team, I, I think they're yeah, just a solid team overall. And you know, Zach uh, couldn't be with us here, but in honor of Zach, I'm definitely taking the over for the nuggets. It's always a tough place to play. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, moon are you, are you with me on the over on this nuggets team? Like they're just they're You know, how far they go in the playoffs is one thing, but them as a regular season, um, you know, play is, is usually pretty strong. The Joker's getting in shape. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, hopefully Murray gets back. Um, I don't know. We'll see, but uh, where are you at with the nuggets? Yeah, I think uh, if we don't take the over here, Zach is uh, Zach's going to be a little <laughs> upset. So got to support our, one of our co-hosts. Yeah. I, I like this Denver roster uh, for one team. That's missing one of their core guys, Jamal Murray. I think this team has more than enough to compensate for it. Um, they were able to get, you know, Aaron Gordon resign. I know they traded for him during the trade deadline, but now he has a full off season to kind of get up to speed with the system that they run there. Uh, so I think he should be a big part of it. Michael Porter jr. Another guy, I think that has to be a more consistent score throughout the entire game not just the first quarter where he just came out guns blazing, but kind of cooled off. The two names are that I was really impressed that they were able to sign with such a cheap deal was also Jeff green and Jamichael green. I think that's a great added depth for this Denver team. Uh, Monte Morris is going to be healthy. Will Barton is still there. So I, I really like the depth of this team and they have a great head coach in Mike Malone. So give me the over for the Denver nuggets. Scott, where are you at nuggets over? Or are you, uh, are you fading the mile high? So I like the over, but I got to address the elephant in the room, which is the fact that even with Jamal Murray being out, Michael Porter is not vaccinated and mm-hmm. he's going to have to miss some games. So you might be missing your second best player and your third best player for a decent amount of these road games, which you have to talk about. I'm yeah. still going to lean to the over because I think Jokic is just that good. And this team went 16 and eight without Murray last year, but I don't really like talking about all the COVID stuff, but for gambling, you kind of have to, I don't know how many games Porter jr is going to miss. And I do wonder on the road, if they'll be able to overcome the lack of firepower without Murray for most of the season and without Porter for maybe half of the road games. So I, I'm going to lean to the over. I feel a lot better about it if Porter was playing every game, but I got to bring it up. Yeah, no, worth a good little angle there to mention. Kramer, how say you? 
Uh, well, first of all, Porter has been trying to not play basketball since he was in college uh, at Missouri. Yeah, no, that's a great he, angle. He, as well. uh, it's like almost like there's a he thinks there's another level he's trying to get to and wants to keep his uh, body he's, fresh. He's, uh, but you're telling me if I there's don't a get lot the, in common with Kyrie Irving and Michael if, Porter. If, if I don't get the vaccine, I have to, I, I don't have to play. Okay, <laughs> this sounds interesting to me. Couple nights uh, off. Denver also very good against bad teams, which is critical in getting overs, especially with some of the stuff we talked about. They were second best uh, in the West at beating bad teams, teams under 500. So, assuming they can continue to take care of business in that regard, I, yeah, of course I'm going to take the under the over. And not to mention, I just another team that I like, like the Grizzlies. I just enjoy as a TMZ basketball fan. I enjoy watching the joke. You know, maybe I'm an old oh, guy. It's fun. The the passing looks so nice. <laughs> just the flow of the game. Yeah, less ISO ball in Denver. It's fun. All right, we uh, got the uh, the highest group of win totals coming up in a second. Before we get to that, I want to shout out oddscrowd.com. That's right. Talk about uh, all the time for NFL and college, but they also have season long Ooh. NBA contest going $3,000 in cash up for grabs, completely free to enter. Uh, also weekly contests, only 200 bucks. Again, very easy. Just enter your picks. You can download the ads crowd app in the app store, Google play store. Uh, it's got a ton of features. You can set up your own fantasy betting contest again, free to play $3,000 up for grabs. What more do you need to know? Head over now to oddscrowd.com to get started. And I know a lot of the uh, fellas in the NBA like shaving their heads, but none of that for me. I'm I'm trying to hang on to my hair, and I'm going to do it over at Keeps.com. That's right, Keeps.com. Oh man, discreet packaging, proven results. You don't need anyone knowing that you're trying to hang on to your hair. Prevention is key. Treatment can take four to six months, so get in over there as fast as you can. And uh, the best part is, if you go to Keeps.com/sgp. Get your first month of treatment for free. That's right. Keeps.com slash SGP. Get your first month of treatment for free over at keeps.com slash SGP. The Golden State Warriors sit at 47 and a half. And maybe it's the uh TMZ fan in me, but I mean, come on. We got Clay Thompson. They're finally gonna get, you know, they have uh, you know, some solid. I'm blanking on his uh name. Who did they draft that should be pretty solid? Minga. Oh yes. Minga. And then they have uh Weissman as well. Uh, it feels like this is the year to straighten things out in uh golden in Oakland or no, now it's like San Francisco RIP Oracle. But I feel like this is the golden state. We're going to maybe get back to what we've seen previously over 47 and a half. Scott, is this too, too just uh, a lazy surface level take? Is there a reason to take the under on the warriors here? Well, you mentioned two guys that you're potentially thrilled with. The issue is they're probably not going to play to start the season because Clay might come back sure. in when December or January, and yep. Wiseman's still a work in progress. But yeah, I forgot he also had a meniscus tear. Yeah, at the end of the day, I, uh, it's once again probably against my better judgment. I can't <laughs> take an under with Curry. It's yeah. too fun to take the over with him. The guy's an absolute lunatic. He hits threes. I mean, he, <laughs> he took such an awful team to one game away from the playoffs last year. He had one of the I'd that was a fun game. Halves. Too. Yeah, I could remember. He's so damn good. And if Clay is anywhere near what he used to be, even for a month or two, they might go on an absolute tear for that month or two. Hold my nose, I'll take the over. But if you take the under, I understand where you're coming from. It's a really tough spot. Moonoff feels like uh, Scott was a little torn there. Where are you at with this uh, Warriors team and their win total? 
Yeah, this is one of my locks. I love the over for this Warriors oh. team. Um, I think I'm, I'm a lot higher on the Warriors than I think anybody that covers the NBA. Um, Scott mentioned Steph Curry. I mean, we don't need to really talk about him. The guy's a freak of nature. I mean, he can make a shot at any point of the floor. Um, they got Andre Iguodala back, sure. Uh, they have still have Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I think Jordan Poole is going to be a guy that we want to keep an eye on. This guy could be a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., I think that's an underrated signing for them. Juan Toscano-Anderson, I mean, this this list goes on and on for the Warriors. And yeah, eventually they're going to get Clay back, I believe, around New Year's time. But I think this is a team that if Bradley Beal does come become available, is a team that has the pieces to land another star or superstar for this for this roster. I mean, yeah. they had young pieces. You could trade Andrew Wiggins' contract. You can throw in a Kaminga or a Moses Moody or even a James Wiseman if they so choose to get another star player back. So um, you still have Steve Kerr. Um, yeah, I'm really high on this team. Give me the over uh, for the Warriors. Yeah, great point. They, they do seem like a team that could be buyers come trade deadline. Kramer, that was my note. That the only caution I would say is: Will there be? When will the punishment come for leaving Oakland and going to San Francisco? <laughs> well, probably in the playoffs. But it does seem the like karmic energy. They're, like, like they're due for some sort taking of all uh, that big tech money, taking them out of Oracle, the place that the Baron Davis, the eight seed against the one. Yeah, you can't fade Curry. No. He once almost went to Virginia Tech. Well, and uh, yeah, I mean that one game playoff. It's like, oh man, he really he really dragged that team. And and the play. What, what was game, he in the MVP last year? Third. Yeah, he was he uh, was I in mean, the mix there. So play in tournament was uh, pretty fun. So shout out the NBA for getting that going. The Mavs forty eight and a half is the win total for the Dallas Mavericks. Scott, I'll let you uh, kick things off here. What's your take on the Mavs this year? I actually like the under on this team. Now, some of it has to do with the coach. We talked about how Jason Kidd, we mentioned before, might look like a villain in the fast and furious movies. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure if he's a good coach because I'm a Nets fan. I have been back when they were even in New Jersey, so I'm not a bandwagoner, but I did see him as the coach. I didn't think he was that great. I think he's definitely a downgrade from Carlisle, but you're looking at what they did over the off season. They made some okay moves, nothing really splashy. They re-signed Tim Hardaway Jr. They got Boban back for the memes. Uh, they got Reggie Bullock. <laughs> they got Sterling Brown. But once again, I don't really like backing a coach in a new situation. And Jason Kidd, I saw him with the Nets. Didn't really do much. Didn't really do much with the Bucks either. I think this total's too high unless Luka goes absolutely nuclear, which could happen. But I'm not even sure Porzingis is going to stay healthy for about two thirds of the season. I'll take the under. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh I'm with you. At the Jason Kidd thing just feels like bad vibes to me. Uh jokes aside, at 48 and a half, it feels like it feels a hair high and I don't know. They they seem to have some issues. I actually like a guy like Carlisle and and liked what he got out of Luca so far. I, I think you, maybe you're messing up with his development a little bit by sw- swapping coaches right now. So I'm leaning under at 48 and a half. Moon off. Where are you at? Yeah, I, this is another lock. Uh, give me the under 48 and a half for, for the Dallas Mavericks. And it's everything that Scott mentioned. For me, it's everything to do with Jason Kidd. Because if we take a look at his coaching career, the highest win percentage he's had over his career is around 53.7. Uh, and now you're asking him to come into the Dallas team and get to close to 60% as a winning percentage. I don't think that's going to happen. I said, you know, when we did the season wrap up show last year, this was going to be a big offseason for the Dallas Mavericks. They really didn't do much to improve the roster around 
um, Luca. And I agree with Scott that he said that KP at some point is going to get injured again. Who knows if a yeah. trade comes along, uh, he might get traded. I think this team is probably around that 44 to 45 win team. Um, and I'm just not a believer. I just don't think that they are, you know, coming into the season as the fifth or the fourth best team that in the Western conference, I just don't see it. Kramer shout out to Jersey legend, Jalen Brunson on this team. Also, oh, yeah. Nova guy. Um, uh, look, this is insane. Carlisle was, is one of the sharpest coaches in the past, whatever, how many ever years he's been coaching. Very strange move move from an organization that generally seems to uh, at least try to make uh, intelligent moves. This this is horrible. Jason Kidd is a bad coach. I, you know, I don't need to watch every game to tell you he's not a good coach. And I think, you know, specifically, like Luca maybe covers it up for for times, but like I don't I don't see what J I, I don't see the appeal of Jason Kidd at all. I give me the under like, this is the team that you bet on to miss the playoffs. Well, and, and Mark Cuban seems like a smart guy. It, this Plus four fifty to miss the playoffs. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. fun. Uh, it, it I know Luca is really good, but if he gets hurt, like, yeah. And well, also the NBA is going to figure out a way to get Luca into the playoffs, but you're right. You if he so? gets banged up no, yeah, they're going to let right. Luca not be in the playoffs. Come on. You're right. Phoenix Suns. All those European fans <laughs> dying to watch basketball. Phoenix Suns, 51 and a half. Obviously, Booker looked amazing, fizzled out there in the finals, but uh great run by the Suns last year. Can they can they run it back? I mean, Chris Paul kind of hanging on. Um, but you know, maybe Booker improves even from uh, his really good year last year. And then uh, finally got to see something out of Aiton in the in the playoffs there. So the Suns pretty interesting, fifty one and a half. It's high, but I don't know. I'm struggling to build a case on the under. Moonoff, where are you at? Yeah, this is a tricky one for me, guys. Um, I said, you know, coming into this offseason that they probably needed to add another score to this team, and they didn't really do that. I mean, yeah, Chris Paul is another year older. We know that he's very injury prone. Um, they won 51 games last year in a 72 game season at a 70 winning percentage. Do we see them repeating that? It's possible, but I'm going to lean with under here, uh, under 51 and a half. Sorry, Ryan McKee. <laughs> Don't apologize. No need to, <laughs> no need to apologize to that fella. What about you, Scott? I'm looking at the over. Yeah. And the reason why the main question you have to ask when it comes to a team that's built this way is they were so healthy last year for a Chris Paul team. Do you think Chris Paul stays healthy for the year? That's really the underlying question. And I do think he will for the most part, but this also just strikes me as one of those teams, kind of the opposite of a team we're about to talk about. One of the favorites to win the Western conference, this team, I just think really cares about the regular season. Yeah. And a lot of these other teams, you make an argument are focusing more on the playoffs. They have bigger fish to fry. The Suns really don't. The Suns were just taking everything in stride last year been there, done that. They're motivated because they didn't get the job fully done last year. I think they'll be ready to go. They're fired up. Now I'm not a Shamit guy at all. So I don't really like that move, but I do like JaVale McGee. I do like him as a backup center. I didn't that provide some depth because Sarich, Sarich is a guy who's been bouncing around the league for a long time. He doesn't really have a position, but McGee gives you a big body. So I didn't that give that helps give Aiden some protection, but I like the over because the Suns game in game out are just going to give it to you for 48 minutes. I like the over. Yeah, no, I, I, I like the, uh, the angle there of like chip on their shoulder They're they're They still have something to prove in the regular season. The majority of the team is young enough to care about the regular season. I think some of these other games with bigger Western conference 
veteran heavy teams. They're going to be interested in playing up for. Hmm. So yeah, I'm with you. I like the over there. And I think even if Chris Paul misses some time, I, I think they have enough of a core around Booker there that they can still win a bunch of games. Yeah, I guess you. This is just a regression play, yeah. right? No, uh, and, and you, you like we t- discussed the injury stuff, right? Like, not only were they fortunate not getting hurt, but they faced teams that were very hurt, especially in the playoffs. So you have a public perception problem where they essentially played every team they played in the playoffs was having injury facing injury issues with one of their top two players, and so you know if this team doesn't go on that run. Do they uh, do they have a number this high? And the other thing I would say is, could the Phoenix Suns just be one of those teams that benefited from some of the weirdness of mm. COVID? Right, like we talked about it with in college a little bit. Sometimes well-run organizations that have things tuned in, which maybe they did, will kind of rise to the top. And then when things normalize again, which it seems like we're getting there, they kind of sink back down a little bit. So I'm going to be the regression guy. I'm going to take the under on the Suns. Well, just a quick piece of interjection there. Sorry. Ooh. You were talking about how some guys got injured last year. We can at least acknowledge that the Nuggets, the Clippers, and the Warriors will be missing one of their best two players for yeah. the majority of the season, correct? That's yeah, so fair. some of those guys That's are fair. still injured. That's a good point. Scott. Extend extension. Feel Continuation free. To, feel free to pop in if you're gonna shit on Kramer. Yeah, he, Sean <laughs> likes it when you do that. Uh, uh, but I'm gonna good for the show. I'm disagreeing and taking the under. The Los Angeles Lakers, 52 and a half is their win total, plus thirteen hundred to miss the playoffs. Uh, which is kind of crazy, all things considered. And, uh, you know, uh, Lakers, pretty interesting here. 52 and a half. They brought back Dwight. They got in Russell Westbrook. Very, very old team that's going to certainly have to manage their minutes. Anthony Davis, obviously a, a uh, walking piece of glass there. Moonoff, where are you at with the Lakers? 52 and I'm a half. About, about the Lakers. Um, you know, once they got their vaccine cards, I'm wondering if they also got their AARP cards here. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the oldest rosters are, are in the league. I mean, I, I think me and Scott had discussed this when we did the Western Conference is that it won't matter what seed this Lakers team ends up in. You're still going to have to go into a seven game series and beat this LeBron led, Anthony Davis led team. And I think that's going to be very difficult for any team at, at whatever seed they end up. For sure, they are going to have injuries. They have a lot of injury-prone guys on this team with Westbrook, Anthony Davis. Um, so there's going to be a load managing factor with this team. Um, I'm going with the under here. I just don't think that uh, the regular season is going to matter as much. They probably want to be as healthy as possible going into the postseason. Wherever they end up, whether that's the third seed or fourth seed, they're just teams are going to have to come in and beat them in a seven-game series. So give me the under. Yeah, I'm under on the Lakers. Um yeah. Again, as far as like teams that give a shit about the regular season could not be this Lakers team. And yeah, they have so many guys that are old that they're going to try and just kind of rest and, and, and give them as much time off and milk their minutes and manage their minutes to the point where again, they're clearly just playing for the playoffs and they were a, uh, what was their seed last year in the playoffs? It was, they weren't like a, what were they? They were in the last point. Year. They were the uh, they were the seven, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, and they, you know, uh, they still did all right. So I, I, well, no, actually, never mind. The Anthony Davis, they got knocked out first round, but I, I still don't think they care. To the, <laughs> to the to the point, I still don't think they care what their seed is. So give me the under uh, fifty two and a half. Scott, you taking the over in the Lakers? Uh, no, I'm taking the under. First of all, shout out to you for mentioning the offseason moves. I like how you mentioned Dwight Howard before Russell Westbrook. I appreciate <laughs> that little subtlety. But anyway, oh, come uh, on, pre- he gives you pre- he, 
He gives the and uh, the reason why I'm a little nervous about the Sixers. He actually gave them good minutes off the bench. Like this is so weird. You know, Dwight being a, a a guy who's fine just being a dude coming off the bench. And protects the rim and gives you a couple I want, points. Like I want he's, Sean from today to talk to Sean from ten years yeah, ago. Well, he's not getting insane hype and like people building around his team. He's buying into his role as a as a bench player. So I'm I'm fine. You with like right his out. hair, don't you? <laughs> yes. All right. But to go to go back to it, I like the under preseason overreaction. No, actually, but looking at the team, the one thing that I'm a little bit confused by, besides all the injury issues, which kind of ties into it. They asked Westbrook what they thought his role was going to be, the media I'm talking about. And Westbrook said his role is to push AD to be one of the best players in the league. It's basically what he said. And I have a hard time with that quote because AD is one of the most injury-prone superstars in the league. So why would you want to push him even harder? I feel like the Lakers should do the opposite. Coddle everybody, take whatever seed you're going to get and just dare a team to beat them in seven, as Munaf said before. So I don't think they're going to stay healthy. LeBron had injury issues last year. AD's always injured. And even Westbrook had leg issues last year and for the last couple of years as well. Not to mention the awful fit he's looked like in preseason up to this point. So there will be some growing pains. I don't think the Lakers care. That's why I mentioned the Suns with the over. They have a chip on their shoulder trying to prove something. What are the Lakers trying to prove in the regular season? Mellow's on this team, right? <laughs> yes. Let's fucking go. Give me the he's over. He's trying to prove the rebound prop overs. He's got a curse every time he's got the rebound, but that's basically <laughs> it, isn't it? They uh, they also beat up on bad teams for what it's worth. That so. is true. They are they're definitely front runners. So maybe that's you guys how they are making an intelligent play, but I'm not fading my man. I'm wearing a mellow shirt right now. <laughs> Shout out! It New is York impressive Knicks. he's still in the league. I, I definitely would have not seen that because <laughs> he hit a wall and it seemed like he was completely done. But he's hung around. Utah Jazz, last team for the West, fifty-two and a half. I'm going to take the over. They seem like a regular season team to me. And again, you know, playing at elevation, they seem uh, talk about teams with chip on their shoulders. I, I think much like the Suns, I think the Jazz have something to prove. I think they like getting home court, uh, you know, for the playoffs. I think that matters to this team. So I'm going over 52 and a half moon off. Are you with me? Are you fading the jazz? Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a, a team that's great in the regular season. Uh, we've seen it over the past three to four years. Last year, they won 52 games in the 72 game season 44 uh, before that, but the win percentage is there for this team. And I think that this Western conference this year is weaker than it's been in the past, you know, with the injuries of Murray and, and Kawhi Leonard and things like that. And some teams just not caring. Um, yeah. I think that this team has one of the best home court advantages, if not the best home court advantage in the league dealing with not only the elevation, but also the crazy fans that they have in their arena. So um, one thing I do love about the Utah jazz is that pretty much brought back the same roster. They added a couple guys like Rudy Gay, uh, to this team to add some depth, not that they probably need him or not, but, um, and I guess I love this uh, head coach also Quinn Snyder yeah, and, and having coach. that yeah. continuity, it's going to be great for this Utah jazz team. So give me the over for the uh, Utah jazz. Love it. Scott, where are you at on the jazz? I'm also looking at the over for this one. The way I'm looking at it is that this team is just built for the regular season. You look at go bear, especially we know he's going to get torched at some point in the playoffs but he's one of the most valuable players in the regular season every year, which just tells you how crazy playoff basketball actually is. But yeah. we've really talked a lot about these Western conference teams and how we're kind of down on a lot of them. Utah brought back basically everybody. They improved the bench. 
great home court and they really, really want the one seed because we know that that's kind of where they excel in. That's basically it. Their ceiling is getting the one seed and then probably losing in the second round in some embarrassing fashion. So I like the (laughs) over. I think they're going to be great at home again. Gobert might win defensive player of the year again. Clarkson might win sixth man of the year again. They got a lot of guys. Their main priority was re-signing Conley and getting a couple of depth guys. They did. I'm not sure what actual purpose Whiteside's going to have, but he might give you a little bit of rim protection off the bench. I'll take the over. I think this team probably wins 55 games or so. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally co-sign Kramer. Jazz. Uh, yeah, I would look to see if you can bet a future on them to have the best record mm. in the regular season. Um, maybe even I think their division price is somewhere in the minus two hundred, maybe a little bit more. It just seems like, like you're saying, this this team's going to run it back, and really, it's the coaching. This dude's clearly a good coach. Clearly, there's a system it works, and when you come join the system, you just you plug in. You add in, they probably have the best home court in the West at this point. Uh, yeah, and they and they play defense in the regular season, which. You can't say that for like half these teams. So I, I would, you know, again, I took the I took the two highest win totals over, and I took the two lowest win totals under. So contrary, mixing it up a bit, but yeah, I, I think, I mean, you almost you know, talk about prop swap, like the Jazz at fifteen to one. Are the Jazz going to be fifteen to one when they're the one seed? Uh, you know, probably not st- fifteen to one, but they'll still be people. Will still, the market will still be high on the Lakers and and you know whoever else is the Suns and the Warriors probably assuming they make that. So it, it yeah, the futures market is pretty interesting, especially with the Warriors sitting there at eleven to one. Pretty uh, wild. Anyway. All right, let's uh, close things out. Maybe three of your locks here Ooh. for the Western Conference win totals. Of course, make sure you check out the Eastern Conference win totals as well. That will be dropping soon. And make sure you subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. The uh, Scott Moonoff, the whole squad will be killing it this year. I know it. So, Kramer, do you want to start off? Three of your best bet win totals. It's a real dick move. All right. So I'll I'll uh, you're putting me on an island here. I'll give you I'll give you a couple. One, uh, the first Three. one, which is I know I'm going to give you a, a, a couple different angles. Phoenix is the regression, pure number play. I'm taking the under. Uh, just the, the pendulum swings. I'm taking the Golden State Warrior over because mm. why the fuck not? Uh, I think the ceiling on that team is clearly very high if they get it done. And the last team, uh, give me Moonoff's Houston team under sticking with the city of yes. Houston. I'm a, I'm a I I started as a fan of the Texan. It, it's starting to sour, and I think the Rockets, like <laughs> Moonoff pointed out, uh, they're three years away from even thinking about being competitive. So I think this one looks silly uh, come halfway through the season. All right, for me, under on the Pelicans that uh, you know that Zion, Zion that Zion thing seems like a uh, kind of nightmare situation. I'll take the under on the uh, OK Thunder. I know it's uh, comically low, but I I think they win like twenty games this year. Just going to the big basketball cities, huh? And and then I'm gonna take I'm gonna go uh, Utah Jazz, man. Uh, they're just gonna be fiery. Give me the Utah Jazz over fifty two and a half. Moonoff, what are your uh, three best win total predictions? Yeah, I'll go double lock with you on the under on the Pelicans under 39 and a half. Yes. Uh, let's go Warriors over 47 and a half wins. Like that one too. And let's go with um man. Uh appreciate like you crossing weird. streams with both both of us, Moonoff. That's a <laughs> real professional move. Company man. Well, let's go with uh 
I'm going to go with the Blazers, man. I got to put my money where my mouth is. Let's go yeah. over 44 and a half. Okay. All of you guys are on the under, but I, I got to put my money. He's on the island. Here. I like it. Scott, three best uh, win totals here. So completely unplanned. I had the same three as Sean. So I'm going to switch something up. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to wow. stick with the thought. My favorites, the Pelicans. Okay. I love that under. I, Everyone, I said during the show, that's my favorite lock. I was, I, as I missed up the order, we saved the locks for later, but I got so excited. I mentioned it midway through the show <laughs> that may have uh, so influenced Pel- my lock. Yeah. So yeah, Pelicans under, I love Oklahoma city that see that you think it's low. Look at the roster. Yeah. Just look at the roster and get back to me. That team's so bad. And the other one I agreed, but I'll switch it up. I'll take the Grizzlies over. All I just right. think that okay, that team yeah. is going to be a good team with Moran potentially going to another level. I'm still not sure how great Jaron Jackson is. All I know is they're better with him on the court. He missed 61 games last year. If he can even play 40 something games here, he should lead to a few more wins. I think 41 naps too low. Love it. Yep. All think, makes sense. All, sounds like winners. Yeah. We're giving out tons of winners here. And again, make sure you subscribe to the sports gambling podcast. Leave us a rating and review. If you leave a uh, five-star rating with the review, feel free to ask any question. Ooh. We will answer it. Download the uh, SGPN app and give uh moon off a follow at sports nerd eight, two, four and Scott, a follow as well at rice radio R E I C H L E L and uh, check them out on the NBA gambling podcast. We're going to be right back with the Eastern conference win totals for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green and he is Ryan basketball, baby Kramer. Let it ride.